The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Okay, here we go with another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 112. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we got to do our week in review, but it's going to be quick because I've got a uh, conversation <laughs> I taped with Michael Blair from Scotland coming Ooh. up, and uh, that'll be the for the totality of the show. So. Uh, no, we're, we, we're getting to the point here. You're not going to be able to avoid the simple fact that the Democrats are back, what? and we kicked your asses this oh. week. We're so no, dead. Boom. Shut your mouth, guys. I will not. But oh. Oh my god! The results of slimy, dirty tricks what? and lies. Oh, that's outrageous! Well, what was outrageous was the ad uh, targeted at uh, Ed Gillespie. Yeah. Uh, where they had the guy, the redneck in the uh, pickup truck, gonna run over uh, a bunch of kids of color. Well, yeah. Uh, right about the time that a Muslim in a uh, truck ran over people in New York, uh, killing them. Well, know? that's just... So, uh, that's but not, no, no, no apologies. They went through with that it. horrible, disgusting ad. No. And they won. So, yeah, there you go. Be, yeah. Dead right, but, you dead. Know, uh, especially in the case of Virginia, which is trending largely blue. Lord, yeah, I know man, you look at the map red. and it looks mostly red, but they're talking about the more populated districts, which are yeah, heavily dependent yeah, on Washington, D.C. And that's where they commute to work. So they want to keep that swamp going. So anybody who's oh, anti-swamp, no. they're not going to like that. So it would have been shocking had a Republican been able to pull a victory out of there at this point. Oh, my God. It was uh, but uh, yeah, he didn't. I'm actually surprised he did as well as he did. So there you go. Uh, it's not all that surprising because uh, usually when you have a uh, 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 one party wins the, uh, the, the White House, uh, right. the, the other party oh, seems God. to do well in uh, the other uh, elections for uh, House and Senate and then the local elections as well. So uh, there you go. That's right. Victory. Uh, you got your yeah, little victory, see. but... Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's not really all as telling as people would yes, like it to is. Say. And uh, like I said, uh, Republicans winning in a largely blue would be somewhat significant, but then again, not, you know, an avalanche or anything like that. What? So, yeah, uh, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. We won. That's God, that. that. Eat it. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, well, unfortunately, also in the weekend review, of course, there was the shooting in Texas. Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, basically guns, what you've got there is uh, some crazy uh, oh. a guy who beat women, yes, beat children, uh, had a record of criminality. What? And yet uh, the failure of bureaucracy, uh, the background checks couldn't work. What? Because uh, that's what bureaucracies do. They screw up. What? So if you're defending, uh, depending on uh, 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 bureaucracy to protect you, well, what? not going to work out so great. So this oh, nut, this atheist who uh, well, really had a problem with his in-laws, went to that church where they attended, but they weren't out there at the time, but still murdered those people. And he was stopped uh, by a NRA instructor oh, who used no. his own gun no, to shoot the idiot and run him off. Uh, where he later killed himself. Exactly, he killed himself after crashing his vehicle, which was filled what? with other uh, no, weapons. Man, so uh, could have been this. a lot worse if you can imagine that, because it was it horrifically bad. 
But here we go. Uh, an NRA instructor uh, no, stepped forward and used his own weapon to uh, uh, no, stop this. this uh, no. right. So uh, how about that? So all the narratives yeah. about uh, we need laws and all we that do. stuff and people no, saying no. horrible things, especially about thoughts and prayers. What? I mean, oh, good Lord, uh, are we in a world now where you're condemned for offering condolences well, and yeah. uh, making fun of people going to church and all yeah, this sort of well, thing in the yeah. name of some sort of magical legislation that will make guns cease to exist? Oh, it's absolutely absurd, and they should be ashamed of themselves oh, because, my God. because they don't know the meaning of the yeah. word. What? And so – uh, again, the entire uh, scenario demonstrates the, uh, the flaw in the argument because uh law's already there, and it didn't work. So there you go. What did work? Yeah, a guy with a gun shot the other world you live in. Sorry, it's, it's harsh and cruel and nasty, but you need to know the reality. And uh, there you go. That's enough for the week. Oh, wait. We got the sex again. Oh, God damn. All these stupid stories. How do we know the truth? Oh my god, you must always believe the victim. Yeah, I'm sure Juanita Broderick will really love hearing that, Lefty. Who? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, current situation in politics is Roy Moore, their ca- candidate, supposed to be the Sancy establishment candidate running for Senate, but all of a sudden, right at the last minute, uh, allegations mm-hmm. came out, and the yeah. most disturbing one was a woman, 53 now, oh, but uh, she was 14 at the time that he, she says that uh, huh? he molested her. And oh, uh, there's apparent some cooperation of this from other people oh. saying that she did tell the story oh, previously. Uh, but uh, this has happened in 1979, supposedly. And uh, all of a sudden it happens now at a very convenient time where well, uh, even if Roy Moore uh, dropped out, the Republicans could not replace him. His name is on the ballot. It's too late. They're putting another candidate bad. in there. They could do it right in, I suppose. But good oh, luck with that. Boy. So uh, seems Come a sure far away to get a Democrat in there. So. And if the Democrat wins... Uh, this story is over uh, because what? there's no more political capital in it, and yeah. I'd be very surprised if there's any pursuit to it that. further after that. Yeah, However, dude. if he does win, well, it could hang on for a while to be used against right. him, but if there isn't any other evidentiary uh, uh, matters here, it's, it's you know, who you, you believe who you want to believe, and that's the problem. Oh, we just don't just know. Really uh, she could be lying. He could be lying. I can't uh, how do you tell? You just can't. Yes, and uh, that's the, the deal. The The suspicions here well, is the time it takes for her to say something. She says it now, and it's most uh, politically useful. And uh, that's very damning on her part. On the other hand, uh, she does appear to have some corroboration. At least that's what the Post claims. And uh, so that helps her a little bit rather than just someone saying, yeah, this happened. Exactly. And the other guy says, no, it didn't. And then that's what that's it. Uh, so, uh, is it enough to move it one way or the other? Uh, it yes. could be because the no. establishment Republican Party doesn't really like the guy and they, yeah. and they would, See, they would sacrifice him and, and put a Democrat in there before they'd put an anti-establishment guy in there because that's, uh, detrimental to their, their power base. So what in the world are you talking it, about? So the scenarios hold as far as, uh, what are plausible for either way. She could be lying and then she could not be. <laughs> But there's, I just don't know how you determine it. And the idea to immediately assume it, uh, is, 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 is all that does is show bias. So, what? uh, what do you do? I don't know. 
I really don't this know. This is ridiculous. Everybody immediately believed the accusers of Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, that's because Harvey pretty much confirmed it. What? You know, he was talking about his bad behavior, and I made mistakes, and I, I'm going to get help, and all that type of thing. Well, Roy Moore's not doing well, any of that. He's denying it flat out. So it, that's not the same thing. Yeah. It's certainly not the same with uh, Kevin Spacey and now Louis C.K., where they both uh, admitted it. Oh, you know, God. they confirmed it. So that's just a there you go. Oh, uh, that's God. why their accusers are believed. And plus, look, and especially in Louis C.K., these accusations, they're not they're not 30 or 40 years old. And uh, these women have been talking about it for quite a while. What? This story just comes all together. But I've been hearing little rumors here and there what? about Louis C.K. for years. <laughs> Oh and wasn't sure, but now I, I didn't realize it was this many. And oh, uh, now damn. it all comes out. And, it's and, probably and it's more than that. It's too bad because Lucy Kay is a great talent, Ooh. but he's also apparently a very troubled creep. Oh, uh, the same scenario with Kevin Spacey. And it appears both men, their careers are now over. So very sad. Um, and, uh, but that's what happens when you just cannot get control of yourselves. Yeah. And but also, uh, you know, like I said, uh, these women uh, with Louis C.K. Uh, it was pretty timely. Uh, and now with Kevin Spacey, he confirms the story, even though like with the uh, the Star Trek actor where this happened in the 80s. It was a long time ago there, too. Uh, I'm like, well, what? You, I don't know if now if the scenario is you did speak out about it and then you were rebuffed yeah. and pushed down and, and stopped. Probably so. and no one believed you. Uh, there was an incident like that with one of the Cosby accusers where she tried, she tried, exactly. but no one would listen. Exactly. Uh, it, that's not on her. That's on everybody else who yes. uh, covered up for the guy. Well, but if you're someone who keeps quiet about this, especially in the case of the Hollywood stories where you did it for a career, what? Uh, it's shame on you because you oh, looked the other well, way I, and, it, and you became an enabler for a predator to prey on other young starlets. And uh, it, it, that is shameful. And you're not a hero for bringing these guys down. What? Yeah, come uh, on. I mean, yeah, glad you did. Yeah. But you, you really... <laughs> He really got some apologizing to do what? for remaining silent. Oh, come on. So, there you go. Your week in review. All the nasty excrement <laughs> that the week brought. Oh, but wait, we're done already? Come on, I've got yeah, a whole done. bunch of stuff I want to get into. Yeah, well, we don't have time left. I, I, like I said, I taped uh, an interview or a conversation on uh, the independence movies that's been springing up out what? there with uh, Spain. In Catalonia, and then of course there's uh, his uh, neck of the woods in Scotland. Who? So who are you uh, take that about? and uh, wait a minute. I don't know who you're this, talking right. about here. <laughs> oh yeah, Michael Blair. He's been on the who? show before. He's from uh, Scotland, well, and uh, that'll be next after this break. Uh, why did I get to be in on this conversation? I'm being diminished in this show, and I am officially protesting it. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson, M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. 
Sports.com. Say, where do you think you're going looking like that? You need to put a pair of pants on your bare ass because I don't want to see it and America doesn't want to see it either. So put some pants on. I don't want to. The last guy with that attitude got arrested for indecent exposure and ended up becoming some big giant 300 pound thug's prison bitch. No! So you'd better put some pants on. Buy a pair of pants today. Say, friends, want to watch a movie with your old pal, Mr. Nelson? Well, you can. Or, well, you can have the experience. All you got to do is head over to selfie.com slash Nelson and download one of the films that I've given my poor man's Mystery Science Theater treatment to. Such films like Moon of the Wolf. It stars David Jansen of the fugitive fame, who plays a Louisiana sheriff that, while investigating the grisly murder of a young woman ostensibly by a pack of wild dogs, romances the aging town slut. Later on, a werewolf is overwhelmed by the sheriff's rancid flatulence. Also a part of this package deal, Flash Gordon attempts to rescue Dr. Zarkov, but the doctor would rather stay as Ming's prisoner while wearing a dress. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So head over to selfie.com slash Nelson and download this little treasure for only a buck seventy-five. Be there now. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Alright, with me now is Michael Blair once again. Welcome back to the uh, Mr. Nelson Show, Mr. Blair. I'm very glad to be with you, Douglas, on this very, very cold evening. Uh, Okay, (laughs) well, evening for you. (laughs) Evening for me, it's bloody freezing. It's never been above freezing all day up here. Yeah, oh boy, yeah. Well, that's what happens when it's wintertime, so. I know, I know. Everybody (laughs) here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, just wait a while. It'll change eventually. Uh, so, uh, in recent years, uh, well, years, uh, in our recent era, uh, a lot of, uh, independence movements around the world. And, uh, you of course are living in a region that wants independence, at least some do. And, uh, recently, uh, in Spain, they had the, uh, the Catalonians want to, uh, split. They, uh, they had the vote and then apparently, uh, that was illegal to do. So the Spanish clamped down and all this sort of thing. Uh, so, uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's strange, isn't it? Why suddenly all these little areas and and districts, whatever, want to want to split? I mean, the Scottish thing's been going on for quite a long time, so it's not anything really new. Right. But the Catalonia thing was was quite strange. They've been at wanting independence. I mean, they were basically they've been wanting to do that for a long, long time. But for some reason, it's suddenly come to head now. But see that the guy who was the, was the prime minister, the president of Catalonia, has fled to Belgium. Right, right. Uh, with, with his wig and four cabinet members. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's nothing worse than an old face and young hair. It looks just so <laughs> So he's, he's hiding out there until he gets word that he can go back to Spain for a fair trial. Well, he'll be in Belgium for a long time. <laughs> yeah, 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 I imagine... Because uh, well, they, they really, 
they really clamped down hard on them. Uh, it was, you know, I mean, they could just say, well, we don't recognize the vote. Uh, you can have your little vote and all that. But, uh, you know, unless there's an abs- a total insurrection, I, you know, there wasn't a whole much. Uh, I don't know if they needed to clamp down as hard as they did. It was a wee bit heavy-handed, I have to say. Right. And, and of course, we had some Scottish nationalist uh, observers out there. Yeah, I know. I saw that you, when you... You saw, you saw them behind the window. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, that, that picture you had in your, your article about it a while back, uh, it was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. It, was sad, wasn't it? it really was. It was a sad, sad sight. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't ever live that down. It really right, was... right. I mean, sometimes I'm sympathetic to these independence movements, but on the other hand, uh, first of all, you got to determine, are you economically viable on your own? Uh, most of these uh, instances, I'm saying no, <laughs> which is kind of like, well. What in the hell are you got to sell? What have you got? So you just, oh, yeah, I right. want to be independent, but wait a minute, what do I do? I've now I've got it. What am I going to do with it? Very yeah. tricky. And the Scottish case, when that was going along and as soon as the brexit happened well they okay we need to leave uh, the uk and all that and then and that's the first question that comes to mind and i'm like well uh how independent are you <laughs> you know and i mean oh, well, their goal was to go happened. yeah and then immediately as soon as we leave we're going back to the eu <laughs> yeah <laughs> we want, we to want independence to be <laughs> dependent we want to be having a much bigger <laughs> yeah <laughs> we want to be independent but we want to be in europe Nobody's independent in Europe. Yeah. Now, by Britain wanting to get out. Now, Europe, right. Europe's probably a really bad, bad thing for most people, I think. Yeah, it was a bit of a drag. And uh, I, it, basically, everybody's dependent on Germany in that system. And uh, you, you still got to uh, power your own economy. And if your, your main basis is the uh, independence of sharing a pot, well, that's not going to be viable for very long. Because, well, Scotland doesn't have it. I mean, we, we, well, we had the oil, but that's basically, you know, that's gone. Depleted, and yeah. It was Scotland's oil, but, well, it was in the coastal waters of Great Britain. Well, okay, right. but Scotland didn't really put any money into it, to getting the oil out. That was all, you know, mostly U.S. firms that, that went out there and explored for it. So yeah. it, it wasn't really, they wouldn't have got much of it anyway. It didn't be an independent country. So yeah, at, at best, they could hope for a licensing fee <laughs> yeah. to claim the property. But. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, or, or for rent, rental of um, of premises or, or whatever. But no, it's, it was it was kind of the whole thing. The, the the oil thing was kind of wasted anyway. It just went. You know, it's, it's like when you stop smoking, you think, "Well, I'm going to save a hell of a lot of money here," but the money just goes. Right, so the, right. The, all from the oil, really, just sort of you know, it just went on stuff, you know. It's countries should buy stuff and do stuff with money. Yeah, that's stuff. always the that's always the problem when there's a certain boom or something. People continue to spend as if it's forever, and mm-hmm. of course it isn't. You know, and, it's, and then they whine. Well, you know, back in the days we had it like this, and then, then somebody screwed it up. And said, no, the boom is over. Nope. It's <laughs> over. Yeah, it goes. It's gone. It's like the the gold rush in California. You know, it's it's the same sort of thing. It, it right. goes over and over again. This happens. It's, yeah, this uh, happens. In- Still can't see this. I mean, to this day here in the states, they keep preaching about how glorious things were uh, economically from the fifties and sixties. And I said, yeah, but that was the post-World War economy where the United States was yeah. the only thing left standing, and so it benefited greatly off of that. And for a, very, a, a lot longer than I would have expected. And uh, it, when it's over, you cannot continue to think you can spend according to that because that economy is gone. 
Mm-hmm. It's, got, it's, a, it's a different era. Things have changed all the way around. They, 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 I mean, people work in different ways now. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just, I was just standing in the, the, the pharmacist today and somebody saying, oh, yeah, I work from home some days. And then somebody said, go in, but most of them working from home. And I'm thinking, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that just didn't happen. Right, you know, right. To work, you don't work from home. If somebody works from home, you think there's something far wrong with them. You know, there must be something wrong there. <laughs> but you know, someone you work from home. What do you do? How do you manage that? But uh, obviously now, with, you know, technology, you can do all sorts of stuff. Well, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it changes everything. It changes the, the whole way of life, the whole way of living, the whole way of making money. There's so many different ways you can cheat people now. It's on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and, and and nothing is really static. It's always dynamic, and uh, so. technology is always the X factor in every uh, uh, discussion or debate or what have you. And you can never quite predict what the outcome will be, but it's always changing things. And uh, there's a lot of the problems people gripe about can be solved through that technology or changed at least. And uh, but 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 the argument will still go on. <laughs> Of course. You know, because it's more about the gripe than it is well, any well, actual solution. Like to, people like to groan, groan and gripe about stuff. I mean, they, yes. they, it doesn't matter how good they have it. It was always better at some other time. And you remember in the summers, the sun used to sign all, you know, the entire summer and all that sort of stuff. I don't think it did. I think we just remember the good bits. Right, right. We always sort of remember the bad stuff kind of fades, but the, the, the good stuff for that, you know, for, for the past is always, you know, remember the good stuff. You can well, buy plus, stuff to get filed away. Yeah, plus everyone's younger in the past. You know, yeah, that was oh, your heyday. Right, yeah. You know, that, you missed that, it, that yeah. yeah, you missed that energy and everything. And, of course, oh, it was better then. Yeah, no, you still had crap, you know. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of it. Well, I mean, when I'm in the 70s, and I was sort of growing up, we had, in Britain, we had the three-day week. You know, we basically closed factories down and, and shut down. We had blackouts, and you know, we had, like, so many hours, there was no energy. And wow. Share it around, around the country. That was when all, yeah, everybody went on strike and the Labour government, and it was just an absolute nightmare. But yeah. for some reason, when you're drunk, you don't really notice that sort of stuff. Exactly. You just black out there, cares? Just give me a pint. Yeah, they, they, the they candle, say, light the candles for Christ's sake. Stop panning about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just get a drink. Well, yeah, they, they always say bread and circuses, but uh, they got to ferment the bread for that booze, too, you know? <laughs> Do that because that's and we didn't really sort of notice that. I mean, it was happening. There was a three day week, there was you know, piles of corpses everywhere, and that's you know, rats everywhere, and piles of garbage. And you know, nice. you saw it in the news, and you went, Yeah, so, so what's it's, it's happening? <laughs> <laughs> London, I mean, who cares? Give me that pint. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Where are we going oh. now? You know, it's, nobody yeah. cares. Our, our generation <laughs> didn't really care. We're too busy having fun and listening to T-Rex and Slade and stuff like that, you know? There you go. There you it's, go. Wasn't the jukebox, plenty of alcohol. It was great. That, that's the whole point. It's absolute yeah. paradise, you know? You look <laughs> back and you actually look at the grimy pictures of what it was like and the poor people wandering about, you know, half-starved and looking really oh, ill. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the 70s, was were just that was 10 years of pure crap. Uh, it was, but for it us was, it was fun because, you know... But yeah, there was some cool music, but other than that. Yeah. <laughs> so. We could like 16, well, 15 to, what was it, 10, 25. Yeah, 15 to 25, was, you know, that 10 years is what I was missing, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, the independence thing, it does seem to have spread like a disease uh, to different parts of the world. 
and there's certain hotspots that can get attention and whatnot. So I guess that might have something to do with it because everybody has their, you know, and a lot of its grievances handed down from generations over whatever yeah, happened in the past and stuff. Thing, yeah. Yeah. So it still the, grows the there. But, thing, yeah. Yeah. And so like, over here, uh, when, when Trump came in, uh, all of a sudden California said they want to secede from the union. <laughs> And before that, before when Obama was there, it was Texas that wanted to secede from the union. Yeah, there's quite a uh, – ever since Texas – yeah, ever since Texas was uh, – uh, became a state, there was uh, – for, for a brief moment, it was its own republic. And so there's people obsessed with that, and they've wanted it to be its own republic ever since. And they'll never, ever let go of that. No. Once you're in, you're in. It's too inter, you know, integrated into it. Uh, I mean, a war could do it, but that's a boy. Yeah. Uh, well, who wants that? So, uh, well, some do. <laughs> but uh, definitely leaning towards it. It's made some people very, very rich. Oh well, they always do. Uh, yeah. There's money to make off of anything. So, of course, uh, wars. Uh, when you're when you're desperate for weapons and whatnot, there's somebody to sell it to you. And, uh, Usually so, both sides. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can sell it to both. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just depends. The highest bidder wins, you know. It's what made capitalism what it is today. It was, uh, you know, arming everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, you go, you'll have another war. Here, come on, come on. We need some more billions. It's another war. Go on. Yeah. Yeah, well. I think I one know. point, I think the, the, the U.S., I think, in the, in, the, in the 30s was basically selling Hitler bunches of stuff because he had a ton of money. So, you know, these two oh, yeah. the uh, get, uh, you know, the Look at stuff. Both the world wars were uh, heavily funded uh, by that because uh, it was like, and you, and you got to imagine, you know, yeah, you know, you really need to take out those guys, you know, and, and then uh, and then we're right here to provide you everything you need. <laughs> you know, it's a sales pitch. Yeah. And, no, we don't uh, care for as long as we make money. <laughs> right. You know, it's not, well, <laughs> I don't really have a dog in that fight. <laughs> I just want to make money off of it. So that's what happens. So yeah, they play. They'll play both sides until till the better end. Until they well, they couldn't anymore. Um, they do so, it in the little regional ones. I mean, the likes of Syria is such a horrible mess, and, and yeah. nobody knows what else going. On. Everybody seems to be arming everybody else, and yeah. very little's coming out of it. The Saudi Arabian thing's quite interesting, though. That's quite an interesting. Boy, diversity. that is exactly. That's really. Uh, I, I I hate to jump into the conspiracy theories, but boy, uh, when they, he wipes out, he rests uh, a lot of his top guys. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't doubt there's, there's corruption there, <laughs> but uh, but then the, 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 but then the next day, uh, the, the prince who dies in Yemen <laughs> from a helicopter crash. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Shot down. There's no getting away. They were trying to get away, and they were not going to get away. It was as simple as that. They were they were they were brought back in pieces. Yeah. But the yeah. ones I've heard that the, the, the ones who said that they, were, they would give themselves up, sort of thing, with certain promises. Well, okay, but the ones who didn't were the ones who were in the helicopter. Right. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. And they had to make their deal, so that was it. They were gone. Yeah. And they've frozen their assets. and I mean, they've really you know, they've got their private jets, jets that are all stuck in hangars. And yeah. So it's, it's a real struggle for them now, I think. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting. Guys now basically told his father to move over, and he's taken over the entire country. Right. But today, um, you know, his father has decided to, you know, sort of retire. Right, yeah. Probably so, point. He's making his move to... Uh... There's, there's a change. There's a change going on. There's an interesting change going on because the, the, the billionaire guy who was the who got arrested, you know, the, the, the real... Right. The really rich guy. Yeah. I mean, he owed the, the 
dock five floors of that hotel where the, the guy was shooting people from. Yeah. And they reckon, well, from what I've heard, they reckon that's how the, how the, how the weaponry got in. It was helicopter and helipad and brought down through his, through his uh, apartments. Wow. So that's why, anyway, I hear all sorts of weird stuff over the yeah. internet, but uh, that was one of the more interesting ones. Well, yeah, it is. Is uh, it, 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 it? The coups always are. Uh, <laughs> which is, you don't know who's who. This is the problem. Uh, well, yeah, the names are recognizable. Situation. No, but it's a muddy situation. I mean, who's who's friend, who's foe? It's very difficult. Yeah, I'm glad to be you know miles away from that nonsense. Well, it, it's like uh, well, it's for the United States. It's like by default. Well, we'll side with the Saudis because uh, we're enemies with Iran. Oh, the money. And, yeah. <laughs> and, well, yeah, the money. And then uh, with with Yemen being the proxy war between the two, uh, mm. and I don't know where the hell that's going. <laughs> I feel sorry for Yemen, but well. Well, Yemen, I think, are pretty screwed for, for no particular reason other than the fact that the Saudis think we're kind of scared that, that Iran was sort of sneak in through Yemen. Right. But I, you don't know who's backing who. I mean, you hear all sorts of stuff that, you know, the one administration was giving stuff to them and North Korea's being run by, you know, three chipmunks in Nevada or something. You know, it's like weird stuff. <laughs> it's not in charge of anything and it's, you know, some cabal someplace that's actually running North Korea. I have no idea what's going on anymore. It's very confusing. I like to work with good guys and bad guys. It's just everybody's mixed in now. Really oh, yeah. Well, uh, human nature will lead to these sort of things. Well, uh, like the Ken- Kennedy assassination papers, I knew that would be a horrible letdown because... Oh, yeah, yeah. The truth is never going to come out properly about that. And the people who, who are letting out are quite sure they won't let everything out. They're not daft. You know, well, oh, yeah, I mean, It won't be a redacted Sure. <laughs> <laughs> The only interesting thing there was, uh, is that, and of course I'd known this from some time that they already knew who Oswald was and they had a guy on him looking into him. And so a lot of it comes down to, well, I guess we dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> but, or, or, was, or was Oswald a, an American spy, or was he a Russian spy, or was he what? You know, was it a double, double, treble bluff somewhere? Nobody actually yeah, knew who that. I, I, I think the the evidence is pretty conclusive. He was neither. Uh, I mean, when you get into the interviews with his own brother and his whole story, it all comes to it all. It, it's, it's he was just on his own. And uh, he was a bit of a nut. Delusional, I think, really. I think oh, quite- yeah. And, and, and a lot of these assassinations, especially uh, in the American ones with the different presidents that were killed, they were all nuts. Uh, the only one that I guess you could say wasn't completely nuts was uh, John's, John Wilkes Booth, who was an actually an established man and whatnot, but still his beliefs and stuff were crazy. Yeah, he went a wee bit bonkers, didn't he? Oh, he sure did. And, and of course, it, yeah. he, they had the, his diary where he's, he's kind of stunned that he's not this... He's not seen as his great hero by the people. You that, know, must have been quite, was, that must have been quite shattering for him. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> Look what I did, folks. Oh, shit. Did yeah, I like me? Yeah. So I wouldn't like to mud. Yeah. It was so, the doctor that, that helped him, wasn't it? That's where you get the phrase, your name is Mud. Because hearing from Dr. Right, Mud. Dr. Mud uh, yeah. ended up helping. And then they sent him to, a, what was it, Devil's Island or something like that. It's and it was really horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was really overkill for the guy because, you know, what was he supposed to do? And uh, so. He was injured. It was his you know, Hippocratic Oath and all that stuff, you know? Right, right. He away. Yeah. So. 
it, it, it was just an all-around huge mess, and uh, and a lot of people in the South understood immediately that this was really bad for them. <laughs> yeah, to, to, you know, to but kill the president like that. Yeah. So, no. so nobody nobody was happy with what he did. So, but no one's really happy about when, when any sort of assassination. I mean, I mean, it's no. somebody's going to be well pissed off someplace. Yeah, it's not good. So. So anyway, back to back to Scotland and the SNP, and I mean, yes. I, I keep writing my articles because they would keep doing stupid things. You know, they, they've done it again this week. They've suspended or they sacked a a, a minister. He looks like he's about twelve, but um, <laughs> for some sort of sexual misconduct or something. Uh-oh. But they won't actually come out and say exactly what it was. But he's been sacked from his ministerial position, but it wasn't bad enough for him to lose his job as an MSP. <laughs> some sort of meddling kind of sexual stuff that went on, but we don't really know what it was. And he was the guy who was in charge of the named person initiative. So every child in Scotland will have a, an adult who will look after them, not mean out with the family. And he was in, he was the head of that, and he's turned it to be uh. some kind of strange. I don't know, deviant. I've no idea what he did. Nobody seems to know what he did. But it wasn't bad enough to be sacked completely. Just bad enough to lose his job as a minister. So no. somewhere in the middle. Jeez, I don't with that one. <laughs> Well, that is, I mean, it, they make it worse by not saying what it was. I mean, did he say a bad joke to somebody? What got, you, you know, or, or, did, or did he molest a little kid? You know, I mean, that's... <laughs> well, it's somewhere, it's somewhere in there, you know? Did he put his hand on someone's knee? I mean, who yeah. knows? Right. He got sacked recently, put his hand on somebody's knee. And the, the problem is, if it's really, really bad, it's going to come out. And uh, then, then people are going to, well, hey, what the hell? How come he didn't get completely? Why isn't he in prison? <laughs> he still has his job. What the hell? You know. If you're a member of the SNP, you basically take an oath, and it's in the, the, the rules that you cannot, under any circumstances, criticize or say anything negative about any other SNP member. Whether oh, it be uh, in the cabinet or out of the cabinet or just as an order. And that is in that. It's like an oath they take. So this is why they can't say, he was doing all sorts of evil stuff. They said, "Oh, we, we, he was, you know, he, it's enough that he he admitted that uh, you know he he resigned. He did the honourable thing, and that's basically it." Yeah, you know, uh, boy, uh, rules like that are very troubling because then it means your 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 loyalty to the country is not there. It's loyalty to a party. But it's party, exactly, Douglas. Right. That's, that's like the so. the whole thing with the, with the, the the Republican thing. I mean, where's the loyalty? Is it to the country? Is it to the party? And if it's the Democrats in, what they, they'll they'll back the party almost every time. Right. They'll put the party first, which I think is wrong. But every politician gets like that eventually. Yeah, it's how they protect themselves because, well, we know we're corrupt. So I think it's the same thing. That, that even if we went to politics at some point, you'd have to become corrupt to degree just to get anything done. Oh right, yeah, it, it, by design. In the club, you know, by design you have to. Because yes. everybody else is. So if you're an outsider, you're getting nothing done. You might as well not be there anyway. So right. it's kind of difficult. Yeah, I mean, People, anybody comes in there trying to be honest, they squash them like a bug. So. Oh, complete waste of time. No, they're they're just come. They're out. They're gone. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we're politicians. <laughs> How dare you? They be honest into this. Bug it off. We will leave immediately. <laughs> That's they do not like honesty. I've never seen. I've never met one who wouldn't lie about, to get part of their career. Some yeah. of the nicest ones would do say they don't care. It's just part of the way they are. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's the politicians are a separate species. They are indeed. When I was younger, I thought about. It, I thought, no. I mean, who? I mean, my brother was 
trying to be an SNP councillor, and even he sort of, I mean, he lost the election to a Tory, for God's sake. I mean, he was devastated. <laughs> he actually couldn't go to work for a week afterwards because he was so devastated at losing this election because he'd been told he would win it. Right. You know, the party had said to him, you, you're going to win this. You can't lose. It's Tories we're up against. We can't lose. And he lost. <laughs> the guy was, he was heartbroken. It was terrible to see. It was terrible. Wow. And then when the Brexit thing happened, he he said, I will... He suddenly stood up at the dinner table and said, I will give my heart and soul and I will see myself dead before I allow Britain to leave the EU. And I thought, my God, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 it's <laughs> no, Look, calm down, have a pint. <laughs> For goodness sake. He's so right. But oh, it's, he, he, really, he got really, really into it. And I think, I think he's sort of moved away from it a wee bit now. He's the last time I was speaking to him. We don't really agree in politics, but we do talk about it occasionally. And he, is, he said, well, you know, if it um, if it come to, if I'd been, become independent, he said, well, the SNP probably would lose in the second election because people would be totally disillusioned by that time. And they, they've been in kind of power for 10 years now as a, so, you know, a quasi-independent country of devolution. Right. And we're now becoming sick of them. So every political party gets, you know, it has its shelf life. Yes, yeah. Well, the American thing's quite good because you have the two terms as president and you're possibly getting rid of one after four. So here you can have a, a party like Margaret Thatcher or Tony Blair winning three elections in a row, you know, being in power for 12 years. That's yeah. not good. No. Not yeah, you got, you got to have the term limits because uh, that's where the, the they stay too long and they, they accumulate the power and the connections and it just you never get rid of it. And they, they, instead of just sort of walking away and saying, look, okay, I've done my bit after, you know, eight years or whatever. No, they right. get the power. They want more. They want more. And then yeah. after, and by the time they get another wee while and then the whole country's going, just bugger off. Just we've had enough. Go away. We want, <laughs> that's it. Sick of you now. Yeah. Oh, Bad uncle, you know, it's like, yeah, well, you've done jokes, go now, we've had that's fine, fine, bye bye. Uh, and another article you had was about that, uh, what was my the SNP, but it was the uh, it had a uh, an incident where they uh, funded this bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, the great bridge, yes, yes. see, it's funny that and I try to think in Glasgow, there's a bridge over the Clyde, which is quite a fancy one. But it's, it's nothing. I mean, it's got a big fancy arch and it looks really cute. But I can't remember when that was built. I was going to look that up and I forgot all about it. But I think that might have been during the Labour, when the Labour were in power. But I don't yeah. remember great fanfare about this, but this bridge, which is, I mean, it's, it's spectacular, this new bridge. It's a beautiful piece of engineering. But unfortunately, it was supposed to be three lanes either side and, a, you know, a hard shoulder, whatever you call it, and a median or whatever you call it in America. Yeah. But side. Um, and due to costs, from what I hear, uh, they, they decided that they would just bring it down to two lanes either side. Now, the one that they were decommissioning was two lanes either side. And <laughs> traffic. And so you build a brand new one for one and a half billion that still just has two lanes, and it's basically just a giant car park. It's just insane. <laughs> so they're now having to get the other bridge that they decommissioned back in. <laughs> Work again. They've got to now work on that because it, it really it was it had a shell. It had a life of probably another fifty years had it been you know maintained. Right, right. Because you got these suspension bridges, you've got these huge cables, and they start to rust. But you can right. do something with them where they can encase them in something, and it and it stops that happening. And it can, they can sort of fix them. And they, they, tried, they tried doing that, but the SNP decided they wanted this 
this glorious monument to the party. Exactly. <laughs> and that, I mean, if you'd seen it, the, when they opened it, there was this march of SNP supporters sort of wearing, you know, long kilts and and the whole Scottish stuff up oh, was waving these ridiculous flags <laughs> in front of Nicola Sturgeon across this bridge, you know, and I thought, the rest of the world must be laughing and thinking, what the hell do you think your people are doing? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just, it was, it was, it was laughable. It was embarrassing to be Scottish, to be honest. But, but it's you, t- you know, it's there's one and a half billion, brother, just came from nowhere. Right. There's no money for housing. I wrote piece it, because there was no money for housing. I mean, we've got homeless people in every, almost every town and city in Britain. Wow. We're talking about news tonight. 125,000 homeless people or 250,000, a huge amount of homeless people. And people, and, and plus you've got people who are also homeless and also living on the streets. Yeah. Yet, they can find um, £1.5 billion pounds to build a bridge, which wasn't actually necessary. But it's well, that's the, that's the thing, because that, basically that bridge is just a vanity project. Like you said, it was a monument to the party. <laughs> it's a giant piece of sculpture. Uh, <laughs> but we've got these people in the streets, you know? Exactly, yeah. And then uh, in, in, the, in the sorry, Perth, Dundee, Glasgow, Edinburgh, the, the closes, you know, the real right state shuts down and they've got like a, an entranceway. Well, it's just filled with people now sleeping there. And then they sort of shuffle off and then there's, there's piss and crap everywhere. And right. It's, it's filthy. And I think people, I always think people coming into Scottish cities must think, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. You know, tourists, they come in on the trains or the planes or something and, and they're faced with this. And you think, oh my God. You know, it's it's just it's awful. It's, it's you just you just can't believe how horrible it is, and and yet there's a billion and a half to to spend on on a bridge. <laughs> uh, to this day, I'm still baffled by that that thinking. I wrote a piece before that just you know I said, "Why were you doing this?" Oh, but the party said, "Oh, but we needed this, and isn't it wonderful?" Well, it's lovely. It's a great bridge, but it, people can't live on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we could be living on. When you've got that many homeless and uh, that you, you really, it, it's not the time to be uh, spending on luxuries like that. Well, it's not. It's not. Yeah. And yet someone said, well, I know people who like living outside. I suppose oh, <laughs> Yeah, well. But that's because they came out of, because they're carers in community. They came out of asylums when they closed them all. And of course they like sleeping in the streets. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they aren't well. These people are not well. Right, yeah, the mentally ill is a huge uh, contributor to that, uh, the vagrancy. And, uh, There's no help for them there. It's, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. oh, I, I get very angry with the politicians who, you know, they're swarming about in ministerial cars and flying all over the world, and, and you come back to this mess lying in your streets. Nah, it's yeah. not good. Well, that's, it, them, that's the way it works. That's the problem with uh, uh, giving them that amount of power. Uh, when it, when it's a rule of law situation where you make the determination of what the expenditures will be, well, what amount of cash is available, and you uh, spend it on the necessities, but it, it can't be in the hands of people who can stay there forever because they will manipulate it to their own benefit. And and it gets to the point where you have insane things like, like a bridge. <laughs> when, yeah. Like you said, you could have just done maintenance work on the old one. And uh, save the money and uh, have money to spare for facilities to deal with these people who can't take care of themselves and that sort of thing. Uh, but when you when you spend that amount of money when you don't really have it uh, and push the economy, and they, some of that homeless are not going to be uh, mentally ill. They're just going to be people who can't 
afford anything anymore. <laughs> you know. Well, I know. Well, I, I, mean, I have an old jacket or something. I'll take it into town and I'll just give it to somebody that's sitting on the street. And say, you know, here you go. Right. Because you know they're sitting there shivering. You know, they may be coming down from drugs. It could be. It could be. And you have no idea how they got there. Right. Right. That's like somebody said to me, "You don't know how they got there. They could have been." Doctors, what anything, and the, the wife, their wife has fallen apart for yeah. some reason, and and that's where they've ended up. So you don't really, you can't really judge these people because I reckon most of them are probably better than all, all the bloody politicians put together. No more, <laughs> no more integrity. You know? Oh yeah, that's like people because always call it. People call politicians whores, but I would say that's an insult to whores. It is know? indeed. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're far more honest, you know. Somebody, you know, somebody said that, that Tony Blair was a pile of shit. Well, I said, in actual fact, you're insulting <laughs> shit there. <laughs> you know, yeah. shit, shit can be quite useless. I mean, useful, yeah. rather. It can, you can hey, do it. It can be fertilizer. You put it on your fields or so. Yeah, it doesn't. But Tony Blair, no. He's got no use whatsoever. None at all. That's just dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> conversation the other night with somebody um, but yeah, that's that's the way things are you know it's not good and uh, you know the, the, the SNP they'll be the, the architects of their own downfall because of the, the, the hubris the fact they've been there for so long they're now it's like lazy you know right. we, we're here and we're going to just do whatever we want see they're kind of they're actually a minority government at the moment by one seat but they have the, the Scottish Green Party in their pocket all right. set <laughs> yeah. and so that's the vote every time, so the Greens like that wee bit of power because they're never going to get, get power on their own. So they enjoy yeah. that. So they've sort of got them, so they can pass some ridiculous laws. Like we've got the what was the last one we had now? It was the no smacking your child one, which is fairly sensible because some people do go to score. Uh, some other some ridiculous nonsense about oh no tickling your child. That gives them the wrong connotations in their life that they think that that's a good thing to do to somebody else, and that would be funny. Oh, God. Now, how could anyone sit down anywhere and come up with something like that and say, this is a good idea, let's make a law where it's a, where it's a law you can't tickle your children? <laughs> what the hell is going on in this world? Yeah, that's what they try to legislate every little aspect of life. Yeah, that's what that's about. It's, it's everything. It's micromanaging everyone's life. And right. they say, oh, freedom and liberty and joy and harmony. And as long as you do as you're told. And a lot of it is a lot of them say, I think the uh, people in public office have to, well, we have to demonstrate that we're busy. So they got to come up with something to yeah. do. <laughs> this is why it's politicians the- should really be banned and just leave civil servancy on with it, you know? Right. Leave, leave them alone and you go and sit quietly someplace in the corner because you're just making trouble for yourself and other people. Yeah, they think that's they, why. They have to be doing something. Right. I, I, would, I would much rather have it. Uh, term limited to the point where you almost have to draft people to hold public office because it's just it's, it's not something it's so because obviously the draw is the corruption of why they can get rich out of doing absolutely nothing and and that's the whole point really some I mean, of, every now and then you'll have an ideologue in there who wants some kind of weird vision or what have you but for the most part they're just a bunch of criminals it's a career job isn't it it's just a career make some money out of it uh, yeah i mean in this country you've got people who Leave school, go to university, immediately go into a job working for a, an MP, an MSP, a politician of some kind. Right. And then graduate from that to from making the tea or making the coffee, and then do a little bit more, and then suddenly you're a prospective candidate. You might get into a, a local government, and then, you know, the world's your hamster, or whatever it is. And um, you get to, into a safe seat, and you're up the, up, the, up the political ladder, just like that. By the time they're 25, they're an MP, or they're, or they're a politician. And you think, right. 
What do they, they don't know anything about life at all. They haven't got a clue. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Yeah, the same thing here. Uh, Under, it should be should be anywhere near politics, and even right. that at fifty, because you really no no experience of life at all. Exactly. People that have been in the army or something like that are usually they're bloody nuts for the time they come out. That's the problem. <laughs> well, <it's>, <laughs> but after that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the life experience, that's what I thought, like people reaching retirement age are the people that should be holding office. I agree, you know? I agree. And, I think uh, that's the thing. And, and it can't turn it into a, a long career like that, because there's people that have been in the Senate for 30 years now, and it's just, it's absurd. Or, yeah, I mean, basically, it's like the House of Lords, and there's people in there exactly. who basically are, you know, literally just sitting there just waiting to die. You know, they go in there to sign the book. And all we seat, then off they go again. They get the three hundred and fifty quid a day or whatever it is. Yeah, that's the hereditary peers. There's not so many of them as there used to be because as they sort of die off, then they're getting replaced by. Of course, the trouble is now they're replacing them with party party ass kissers right. or ex, ex MPs. Oh, we'll make you a ward, go to the House of Lords, and then just you know do stuff to get our legislation through. Right. And, it's and well, there's no reason they want to ban the House of Lords because sometimes they're quite smart and they do derail government policy occasionally. You know, and they'll say, "Oh, wait a minute now, this is a ridiculous thing. We will stop this in its tracks." And they can, on occasion, really screw up government. Did it to Tony Blair a few times. That's when he decided he wanted to reform it. This needs to be reformed. They're not. They're not doing what I tell them. <laughs> they're ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you must have yeah. obedience all follow the party line. Right. It, Insane, but then uh, the SNP. I, 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 it's not a. I know a few people who are. I know a, a, a quite a high up MSP. I've known him for years. A nice guy, but the longer he's going on in politics, the more distant he's become from the people. Right, right. Oh, supposed to represent the people. You know, the people who elect you, you're meant to represent them. But eventually, they don't really represent them at all. I mean, the whole. No, they're the representing. Right, it's for that party. And I, I it, it seems pretty obvious to me that the uh, the independence movie is just a, a distraction from their incompetence and you know corruption and what have you. So well, that they is, put all the attention on uh, you know uh, the UK and they're the problem. And but well, as, as, they, as they say, the SNP can never. If you say about housing, the answer is oh that's 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 a local issue. Okay, who gives them the who gives them money? <laughs> Westminster don't give us enough money to give to them. But yeah. you want independence, so where's the money going to come from when you're independent if Westminster can't give you money anymore? How does yes. that No, well, it's, well, it's all Westminster's fault. They have to blame right. some. Now, yesterday, Nicola Sturgeon, as I call her, Miss Iron Pants, she <laughs> stood up in the Scottish Parliament, that small place, that ridiculously shaped place that they have. The architect actually died before it was finished. I can understand why, because it's so awful. Then when it finished, <laughs> it was Spanish, by the way. But uh, she stood up and she apologised. Now she doesn't often apologise, but wow. she apologised for treatment to people who were homosexual in the early fifties and sixties and before the law was changed, when it was still illegal, that they'd been prosecuted. Now the only reason she apologised it wasn't anything to do with her. Right. <laughs> she doesn't apologise for anything to do with her. She apologises on behalf of the judiciary, which is nothing to do with her either. Yeah. And the police is really nothing to do with her either. For this has happened, what, uh, 50 years ago or 60 years ago? Yeah, it's a little late. Uh. It's 
people were crying in the public galleries. They were crying with laughter. So they were crying with frustration. It wasn't. Oh, I mean, honest to God, what does what does it? It's like saying you must apologise for slavery. Well, yeah, I can't because I wasn't there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Britain did it, but nobody who was who did it is still alive. Oh, but your great grandfather did it. But that, that doesn't matter. I'm not him. <laughs> He's. You know, what's the point of apologising for someone that had nothing whatsoever to do with you? It's yeah. ridiculous. It's another power play, you know. And I want something out of you, and yeah. uh, I got to make up a reason, you know. And so that's about all it is. I'm in cuddly. Yes, let's do this. But I don't know if it was a bit in, the, in the, one of the newspapers. They oh, Nicholas Sturgeon, what a wonderful speech it was. It was just, <laughs> it was grandstanding. It was just to say, look at me, look, look, look what I can do. But it was nothing yeah. involved in legislation. When politicians do things like that, they're making a mockery of what it is. They're they're, trying, they're acting like they're praising, you know. So all the suffering the homosexuals went through and stuff. She's just making a total mockery of it. She didn't think about that her whole life and thought, well, there's the time I'll do it because it's been really it's been eating away at me this whole time. Yeah. But somebody said to her, "Here's a great idea. Now you go out and apologize." Now, the UK had apologized for this. I don't know, two or three years ago, they'd done their full apology in the House of Commons. For what <laughs> I've no, I mean, really, it was nothing to do with them either. Yeah, they yeah. the law, so should we congratulate for changing the law back in 1967, I think it was, they changed it. But the people there should be apologising were the people who've been prosecuting these poor people in the first place. Right. You know, when the law was passed, like, people should have come in and said, look, we're really sorry for what we did, we were wrong, blah, blah, blah. But no, they all did, they weren't sorry for what they'd done. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so they're going to apologise on their behalf, and they weren't sorry, so what the hell does it matter? Yeah, exactly. I, you, trying to right the wrongs of the past and stuff like that is just be the better person today. That's all you can do. Uh, you can't go. You can't go. Yeah, you can't go back. Uh, it's this whole nonsense about yeah, this, this, oh, the past. Oh, we must apologize for this. Just apologize for your ridiculous behavior now would be right. good. You know, but, but things like that, it's like when politicians are doing that to manipulate people, it's it, it's more on the people who fall for it. You know, I mean, why are you falling for that crap? I mean, this is the most ridiculous thing. Which puzzles me, Douglas. Why on earth people actually stand there and go, oh, wasn't that wonderful? Oh, what, right. oh wasn't she, she was so sincere. No, 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 no. Once you've perfected sincerity, then you're away. You're sound then. Once you've perfected that. Yeah. I mean, basically, those guys, you know, look, you people in power, uh, leave us alone. Uh, you know, make sure the roads are good. <laughs> Keep the police uh, supplied and uh, the military and all that. And then that's it. Shut up and leave us alone, you know. But no, no, they can't do that. Well, see, the police force in Scotland used to be, I don't know, it was members of like 10 different regions or who were individual police forces. We had Tayside police. You had Sterlingshire. You had, you know, there was about 10 regions in Scotland who had their own police force. They all had a chief constable, and they all had a proper hierarchy. And this SNP said, this isn't good, we can't really do much about this, they have, they're independent. And I thought, yes. what can we do? Let's amalgamate them all, let's put them all together, and have one thing <laughs> police Scotland with one head guy, one chief constable, and we'll just pay all these other chief constables off and retire them, give them huge payoffs. Um, and, and they centralised it for their own benefit, so they could basically... Right. It. <clears throat> and every chief constable they've had so far has been either a crook or a liar. Which had right. in space. Every <laughs> one of them. Uh, the, rest of the last one is now taking gardening leave. Um, they've been underfunded badly. The, the, they are under, understaffed. They've closed police stations. Which, I mean, even in Blairgowrie, which is down the road from me, you've got 
with its population about 10,000 or so these days. And they closed the local police station with them <laughs> to, to get to make to save money because they had one civilian, two was it one or two civilian, one civilian worker I think they were down to who manned the desk and said, "I'll take notes and I'll do this, I'll talk to so and so." And it was quite handy if you lost somebody, had somebody to talk about, you could go in and talk to her and she'd take a note. So now, if you want to contact the police, you must ring call one hundred and one, and you get a variety. You know, get a menu of things you want to ask. Would you like uh, your police car to be, you know, what time would you like it, sort of thing? And oh, <laughs> yeah. is this is this is not a rush? Is it? No, no. I know a lot of people that want the police to come up to the door. So it was quite good if you could go to the police station and say, oh, by the way, so and so and such, you know, make a complaint or something. But now they have to come to your door. And usually, you know, two of them, big guys, wearing the, all the combat stuff now. Oh, yeah. we're checking out this complaint. And the oh, neighbours are going, what, what the hell have they done? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's mad. And this is what Police Scotland has become. Um, they, 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 they've closed um, uh, call centres for, you know, emergency calls. So people are getting very confused. Uh, oh, boy. The two people had been in a car for three days. The car had gone off the road. Somebody had reported it. And they managed to, because the system was down, they'd written on a piece of paper, and the piece of paper got lost, and they forgot about it, and eventually they found a couple dead. Well, one was still alive, but she died later. Uh, she'd been alive there for three days at the side of the road. You know, got a car going down wow. the back, and somebody had come along, seen it, reported it to the police, and they went, oh, yeah, we've noted that, and nobody noted it, and the people died. Jeez. So, uh, well, well, that was the the, the S&P merged the, the, the police force? Yes, all the police forces together into one thing yeah. called police. Well, uh, well, that well, you know that that's it, that's interesting since they seem to be pushing for an independence movement, and yet they take away the independence from the different uh, uh, they, localities. They don't, and, they don't want anybody else to be independent, though. Right, countries <laughs> be independent as long as they're in control of it. So no one else. See, I could declare independence, but they wouldn't let me. Right. <laughs> I may declare independence just to see what happens. Yeah, you know, the, the nation of Blair it is your house. Independence. We want to be independent. But then somebody said, what if, uh, you know, Clark Manninshire or someone said, no, I think we want to be independent. If you say you can be independent, Scotland, we'll be independent from Scotland, Scotland. Right. <laughs> Where does it end? The Orkney and Shetland, Shetland Islands want to be independent on their own, separately, <laughs> or they want to be Norwegian. <laughs> Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> wonder what's true and what isn't, but sometimes it's, even the weird stuff is true. It's it's completely insane. The right. whole. Uh, and it, so the, the latest wheeze is, is what we have in in Britain on the railways is the British Transport Police. Now, the word British upsets the SNP terribly because it's that's connotations of England. Yeah. So wanting to separate this and call it the, the Scottish Transport Police or whatever, or ALBA or whatever they want to call it, and then you have the English Transport Police. So that'll be separate, so they can't work as a unit then on the rails. Because your trail, your trains would stop at Scot- uh, the Scottish border and go, well, we'll change everything that trains to go to England now. The trains run all the way down. <laughs> so, that's just, so you have a British Transport Police which polices the whole system, which is sensible. But they're wanting to change this. They're doing the same with the fire brigades. Then instead of weaving them out their own little bits, they've amalgamated them. It's been a complete balls up, <laughs> underfunded, understaffed. Again, it's it's a shambles. It's embarrassing. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's they great the they're working on that because Lord knows there's nothing else for them to do. I mean, it, uh, well, there's homeless people and uh, feces on the floor in the cities, but whatever. You know, that's that's a minor detail. It really right. is. <laughs> There are parts of some cities you really want, wouldn't want to be in, uh, and and yet there's be a train station right in the middle of it where you've got to be in. You know, when tourists will come off 
train, say in Glasgow or Edinburgh or whatever, and they walk outside and they go, oh my God, it's like a bloody war zone. Yeah. <laughs> People fighting in the street outside bookmakers and, you know, people falling at pubs and puking in the street. And, ah, it's, and that's just during the day. Wow. I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> and yet the priority is building a huge bridge. Doing something, you see. Doing yeah. something socially well, would not work. It's going to be something, um, you know, good. Well, look what we did. We fucked something up again. Boy, I, I hate know, to tell it, but... Nothing to do with it. Yeah, uh, well, that sounds like our government on collapse, and at some point, the uh, UK is going to have to step in. Well, what's happened to, well, what will happen is there'll be another election. And yes. I would think the SNP will probably lose lose power and it will be a coalition of somebody else by that time, which might be better, it might be worse. But it's just this... Scotland, it really, it doesn't... It shouldn't be independent. I don't think it's got any hope of standing its own to feet, although they keep saying, oh, yeah, we've got this, we've got that. I mean, we've got haggis and whiskey. I mean, you're not going to run a country on haggis and whiskey. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make sense. But there's in their sort of rose-tinted look, their rose-tinted view of life... It's it's right. all wonderful. It's a land of milk and honey, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a land of milk I, and honey. You know, it's really bad. But a lot of that is confusing culture with, uh, you know, law and uh, yeah. a, a nationhood and what have you. It's not the. I mean, the <laughs> Scottish culture will remain there as long as people are Scottish, and that's Sorry. dependent on the Scottish themselves. Well, they're trying to teach kids Gaelic, the old Scottish Gaelic language. Uh, because you see, the word English upsets them as well. So <laughs> English, they don't like that. You see, because English makes you think of England, so English is yeah. English. So, oh, so we God. would, we've got. So and all they've also bastardised the language. That you know, they have their own newspaper called the National, and there's this guy who writes in some sort. It's supposed to be some Scottish dialect, and it's basically he must have thrown some stuff into a computer and pressed a button and just spat this crap out. So it makes no, <laughs> no sense at all. It's completely gobbledygook is garbage, it's just gibberish. But yeah. there's, they're wanting this, they're wanting Scotland to have this independent language as well, you see, and there's probably, I don't know what, 17 people in Scotland that speak Gaelic. Nice. Maybe, I'm exaggerating, there may be less, but it's, it's probably oh, a handful, a few, a few hundred maybe, possibly a thousand. And most of them are, I'll get shot for this, but most of them are out on the, the west coast of Scotland and the islands, where they're basically, they're, they're still part of the Free Kirk, where you have, you know, if you go to church, you can't have music because that's against the Lord's name. You can't, you'll be taking God's name in vain if you had music. Oh, God. Uh, okay. you know, everything is closed on a Sunday except for people shuttling stuff to the ministers, to the manse, you know, sacks of potatoes and stuff like that. That's okay. You can do that on a Sunday. But uh, no singing, no pubs open, nothing on a Sunday. It's the Lord's day. Yeah. And they're the people who speak Gaelic, mainly. Although... Right. There's probably fewer than there used to be. But I made some crack about that on Twitter, and I got some of you say, oh, I, I, I take exception to you saying that, that, that there are a bunch of bigots out there. And I said, sure, they're all gobstanding godly people. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but Gaelic, you see, it's, it's a very small language, so they don't right. know for everything. So there'll be a string of whatever it is, and then there'll be McDonald's, or it'll be Burger King. <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. 
But the, the reason, but the, the point that people like there's that that kind of thinking is all over the place. It's you know, and uh, whatever little group is upset here in Louisiana, the Cajuns are upset because people don't speak French yeah. anymore and all that sort of thing. But uh, the the point of the matter is like when McDonald's or something like that comes in to your country, as this American company and all that, is like, well, it, it's there because you ate it. Yes, <laughs> it's yes, there because you chose it. Yes. And, uh, and so English is being spoken because it was popular amongst the popular. They they wanted to speak it. So that's what happened. And uh, yeah, it, it's, that's exactly what happened. If you looked at Scottish history, English became predominant language because everybody could understand it. So you could converse right. with people around you. Well, there were other languages previously, but Gaelic really wasn't one of them. Uh, there's some weird old, there's some of those Norse stuff involved because we'd what Vikings yeah. at one point. So there's a lot of stuff that was there. And Gaelic's just something that sort of hung their their hat onto and they're wanting to do this and they want they want they're teaching school kids how to speak kind of like Scottish slang in school instead of getting, you're going to go out in the workforce you're going to go to plus let's say you go to Tokyo and you're working for some IT company in Tokyo you got to talk to people and you're going oh hi you see I didn't see that I didn't see what's wrong with that I don't know what your problem is here instead of going well I see you've got a problem here but I don't quite understand it but can we maybe sort of look at it so you get this whole they're wanting people to speak like that you know and nobody understands that crap <laughs> you can't go to university to learn a thing, so you can't go through university and, oh, see you, you bastard. You know, just, yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> I don't really think that's terribly good, old chap. You know, you've got to be not as bad as that, but you know, you've got to be, you know, people have got to take it seriously. Right, right. Seriously speaking, I mean, it's like the Billy Connolly thing. You know, Billy Connolly has, I mean, when he first came out, he was very, very Glaswegian. But as yeah. he got bigger and got more international, he had to bring his language in so people could understand it. Right. I had the first P he ever made, and you, unless you could tune it to the Glasgow accent, you don't have a bloody clue what you're talking about. Yes. Because there was <laughs> that local dialect stuff and little words that would never be used anyplace else, but we sort of got it here. But right. if he'd done that in America when he went over, people would have just said, go away, they don't understand what you're saying. Are you foreign? Is there something wrong with you? Yeah, Are exactly. you L? <laughs> Australian? That's even worse than being L or foreign. And... Um, so he had to modify his language, and people don't like him in Scotland because he became very big, he moved away from Scotland, and he doesn't speak like he used to do. <laughs> and people in Scotland hate that. They don't like Scottish people becoming famous wow. because they, they don't people sort of get rising above their station. You will stay yeah. down here and grind along with us, and you will not rise above this. Yeah. And we've all <laughs> grown up here. You have, to, you, know, you have to dumb yourself down just to get on with people. It's well, I was going to say because I, uh, 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 well, uh, the Doctor Who show had several Scotsmen playing the Doctor, but they didn't use the Scottish accent. So I assume they're they're uh, persona non grata in Scotland as well. David Tennant don't like him here. Uh, they yeah, don't they like, don't like him. <laughs> they don't like, the, the Scots hate success yeah. in Scotland. Like it, they don't like Scottish people getting. I mean, I had that when I was a kid. I've had all my life from people and. It's it's it brings you down. It really does. You know, it's it's like why would people even? It's like you know, I used to go to America, go to California, and it'd be you, know, you go there for three weeks, you'd be buzzing coming back. You'd be anything's possible to do. It. And after you've been back for about two weeks, people are going, nah, no, 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 that's not a good idea. No, and you just go, all right, okay, back to routine again. You lose out. You come back, and it just drains the crap out of you. Yeah. I mean, I was in Morocco recently. You're talking about McDonald's, and in the centre of Marrakesh, what they call the new the new town. There's a McDonald's. 
I went, what? Am I seeing things? <laughs> it's not McDonald's. It's like a, is it a mirage? <laughs> no, McDonald's. It's, it's here. And if you go around there, there's a Starbucks. What the fuck? Christ's sake, I'm bloody McDonald's and a bloody Starbucks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's terrible. It really is. But there it's again. It's only place to go. Yeah, you know, you you go to these places and you think, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go check out this new exotic culture, and it's it's McDonald's and Starbucks. But the problem there again is, like I said, the people chose it. So, and there's all this, the, the smart young people, because there's a lot of very smart young people around Morocco and and in, in, in Marrakesh yeah. especially, and they're into McDonald's and um, they love that. And Starbucks is like a big deal. Right, but the so. tourists don't really go there because they'd rather sit in a nice little sort of authentic cafe and drink, you know, Moroccan mint tea, yeah. which is actually lovely. It's a lot better than bloody Starbucks coffee. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it is, yes. <laughs> Almost anything is. But there again, <laughs> no. that's like a, 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 you choose what you do, and if that's what I, you choose, and, you, and, and and the best what wins out uh, based on what people choose uh, to to eat or drink or what have you. And uh, but a lot of that it reminds me of one of the interviews with Osama bin Laden was that that was one of his big complaints was that he would see Coca Cola and McDonald's and I'm like, Bin Laden, why don't you make Bin Ladens or something instead of killing people? You know, I mean, people are sensible, yes. You know, yeah. So uh, and and that's the idea that there's someone who controls culture. No one controls it. It's nope. it's quite the other way around. It's organic unto itself. You you can never quite predict where it's going. And uh, and the idea of, of of sealing it off from one group or another, and no, let them meet one another and get to know one another. That's the only. That's the best hope you have for humanity. It is. Well, I mean, it's like if you if you look at children playing. I mean, they're, right. They're on it, and you get kids of all colors playing. They don't think about that. Right. And maybe when they go home, or their parents say, "Well, you weren't playing with so and so." He said, "You know, or she's that." Kids then they go, "All oh, right, is there something wrong with being that color?" And I go, "Oh, well, you know what they can do with them." And it's fed down from, you know, family to family, right. father yeah. to son. Exactly. Well, the whole bit. If you leave kids their own devices, they go on fine. I mean, they'll always yeah. be the blue type, and they'll be that. There's always, there's always a, that's just the way life is, you know, that's exactly. what people are. But in general, people will get on. Right. And it's just like uh, with the race uh, condition here in the States and stuff, where uh, when you go to work and stuff, and you get along with black people and stuff, and even the, the jokes and stuff go back and forth. Mm-hmm. We all know how to deal with it. We deal with it amongst ourselves. We don't need the. We don't need government. We don't need uh, activist groups telling us how to behave and all that stuff. It, we, we suss it out ourselves. You know, see, the one thing that always pissed me off so badly about the the whole color thing in the last twenty years is so many of these smart ass um, sort of middle class middle twenties people saying. Oh, we've got to help black people, and we've got to help Pakistan. We've got to, and I think can they help? They can help themselves. They don't need your bloody right. help. Go back to university and eat grass or something. But leave them alone. <laughs> you know, people aren't stupid. People can fight for themselves. They don't need you know skinny white girls and boys. You know exactly what to do and what not to do. I mean, it's right. just ridiculous. They can't see this. It's demeaning. They're being racist in their own in their supposed uh, you know uh, angelic efforts here. And uh, it's, but the no, they're just yeah. as capable as you. Let them find their yeah. own way. Beings, yeah, they're just as capable. You can't say, well, we've got to help you. I mean, how right. ridiculous is that? It's not about helping them. It's about, aren't I so saintly? I'm yeah. wonderful. Me, you know. yes, 
I do this. I stand yes. up for the for the oppressed minorities. The oppressed minorities are quite capable of standing up for themselves. Yes. As we as we see often, but there's a there's a certain type of person who just delights in saying to tell people how they how they how they help people like that. Right. I don't think it's necessary at all. It's it's, it's all about it's, it's all about the self. It's all about oh look how good I am. More times than not, yeah. And uh, one of the things I've always uh, one of my sayings is that <laughs> the worst thing that can happen to the professional activist is victory, uh, because. Yes. Yeah, you know, a lot of things like the civil rights movement—they won. Uh, the, the the bad guys lost. Uh, it was uh, it's complete and done. But 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 hey, uh, I I don't have a career otherwise, so I got to keep it going. <laughs> well, going some way. Yep. Exactly. Keep it going because I don't can't do anything else. I don't want to do anything else. I'd be scared to do anything else. <laughs> right. Because the truth is, uh, especially here in the United States, it's the best time to be alive. Uh, it's practically paradise here. And we've got it so good, we don't know that. And it, we, we, the truth is, that most, for, compared to the rest of the world, America doesn't know what poverty is. No. Uh, and uh, and I, I can just see them, that they're throwing it away. <laughs> you know, you need yeah. to take some time to appreciate what you got and, uh, uh, and uh, make something of yourself rather than running around trying to figure out how you can shake down somebody. It's true. It so. happens everywhere. Yeah. So uh, it's, certainly there are grievances, uh, but when it comes to independence, you need to understand what that means before you go asking for it, because you're going to end up like the dog who chases cars but doesn't know what he's going to do when he gets it. No, and, exactly. Or it's uh, like the, the old, the old, uh, it was an old Playboy cartoon I saw many, many years ago. The couple standing beside a wishing well, and the guy's standing, he's got a long coat on, he's got his, it's obviously an erection sticking out about two and a half feet. And the wife's looking at him and saying, well, now you've got it. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, is that true. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the story of life right there. There's the story of life, Douglas. There it is. In a nutshell. <laughs> I, I saw that must have been about 40 years ago. I saw that and I thought, that's that. I've, it's always stuck with me, that one, because it's just so true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks I for visiting. One, I actually put that one on Facebook and not got one, didn't get one response from it. That's how poor-faced Facebook is, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't I, know where I, that's I, going. Why we do it to annoy Joe Conti anyway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bumped Joe. him with stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I told Bob Levy that I was talking to you tonight. He made some very derogatory remarks about both of us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's just a little angry. Started with an N and ended with an A. Version. Okay. Both were. Well, fair enough, Bob. Okay, fair enough. Well, we solved the world's problems once again, and we'll do it again when I have you back on. And I do appreciate you coming on, uh, uh, Michael. And we'll uh, we'll do it again it's soon. Been a lot of fun because we, if, if they just left the world to us, it'd be a far happier, nicer, more stable. I know. It would you be know, fabulous. I, I'll have the news on television, and I'm yelling at the screen, and they act like I'm not even in the room. <laughs> I know. I know it's so annoying, isn't it? They don't listen. It's they just don't exactly. Listen. They make don't, it but they... lovely, comfy, velvety kind of place to live. It would be the land of milk and honey. It, would it be sure would. Yes. <laughs> just let us in there. We don't want to be voted in. We just want to take over for a while and smooth things over. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to stay. No, hell no. It's not <laughs> the place you want. You want to visit. Just, that's fine, you know. Come away. Yeah. Whatever, that's fine. We'll, you know, 
No, it's not a place you'd want to live. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, best of luck uh, for, for Scotland there. Uh, <laughs> yes, we may need that, but uh, yeah. it'll, it'll end in tears. It always ends in tears. It's, it sure does, one way or the other. All okay. right, Michael, thanks for being on the Mr. Nelson Show, and we'll do it again. Okay. Bye-bye, Douglas. Bye-bye, Michael. Bye-bye. And with that magical Skype noise, that brings the interview to a close, as well as the close of this episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. Be sure to check in next week at the same Nelson time, same Nelson channel here at RadioMisfits.com. Also, go to my YouTube channel, uh, the Mr. Nelson YouTube channel, and check out my videos there. Also, you can go to my VidMe channel, uh, which uh, features... Uh, just about, I think, all of the uh, news cartoons that I've done for the Rob Saul show. So you head over to vid.me slash Mr. Nelson. And there you are. You'll find the uh, Mr. Nelson video channel at vidme, uh, which don't seem to be as bothered by policing my videos as much as YouTube does <laughs> these days. But uh, uh, do check it out. Uh, that'll be nice. And, of course, my store is selfie.com slash Nelson. And, of course, the Zazzle store, where the Mr. Nelson store is, where you can get uh, T-shirts and uh, hats, mugs, uh, little pins and stickers and stuff like that uh, uh, with uh, Nelson artwork uh, adorning said items, uh, said, said items. And uh, that'll be for your enjoyment, especially... Now that it's almost Christmas time, there's something to think about. Yes, yes, please do. Uh, so, yes, uh, check that out. And uh, speaking of the Robbie Saul Show, uh, our next episode will be featuring my good pal, Stacy Pressman, who uh, participated in my Dracula play. And uh, we'll be visiting with Stacy on the Rob Saul Show live Monday night at 10, uh, robsaul.com or uh, ra- uh, ripperadionetwork.com. And... Um, of course, the podcast will be posted uh, sometime around Wednesday, if I can get the files to them in time. <laughs> and uh, you can listen to it there, here, on RadioMisfits.com. So, there you go. Uh, check us out visiting with Stacy, And hope to have her on my show again, just as my guest. And that'll be fun. But in the meantime, check out the Rob Saul Show for that. All right. That's it. Uh, good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Wow, that's a lot of feedback. Is that a most bloody headset? Oh, all right. <laughs> I've ordered a new headset. This one's been dodgy all day. I've been panicking about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I hope it'll keep quiet and do its job. <laughs> it's better to honest. It will be going to bend tomorrow anyway. I've got to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a superior version. It's a pound more expensive. <laughs> yeah, well, then it better be superior. <laughs> oh, for a pound extra, you bloody better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>